Well, hi there, and welcome to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. I'm Debbie Giorgiani. I'm flying solo today. Jerry will be back tomorrow. I I don't think I'm going to need um, a lot of encouragement for you to call in because I think this show on its own is going to be extremely popular once I just introduce the, the question because we all love our pets, right? We all love those four-legged, wonderful creatures uh, that are just bringing unconditional love into our homes, like our dogs and our cats, the horses. I know some of you have exotic um, uh, animals in your home, and I I don't even know if that's... Some of that you have to have like uh, certain privileges to have that. So, um, but... Uh, it's an it's an amazing topic today, and here is the question: Have your pets warned you of danger, or illness, sickness, something of that nature? Have your pets warned you of a danger that is approaching or that is in your midst? Uh, that's the question I'm asking today. Jerry will be back tomorrow. I'm kind of glad I have to be honest with you that he's not on the show today because he likes to brag about his dog Duke. Uh, who's still with us in this world. My dog, Gracie, who was um, a a purebred, uh, beautiful Maltese, uh, died um, the same year that my mother died. And she was, I had her for 14 years. She was incredible. And I'm going to share some stories. And so this gives me an opportunity, a platform to brag about my Gracie over Jerry's dog, Duke. And Jerry has stories as well, but he's not going to be able to tell them today, but you can tell your story. So I'm going to give you the number. I know the phone lines are going to blow up because you love your pets. And I believe you have stories about your pets that have warned you of danger or illness, sickness, cancer, something of that nature. Why do I say that? Because Jerry and I have been doing this work for a long time and we hear the stories. You guys know that God's creatures are so incredible they are authentically being uh, uh, who, the, what they, who, and what they are created to be, right? And that is, uh, your dog has those um, keen senses. Your cat uh, being able to anticipate things. Um, your horses, people who have horses, they they talk about it all the time that there's such a connection. So please. We want you to weigh in on this uh, question. Have your pets warned you of a danger or a sickness, illness? Please call in. You don't have to be Catholic to call in. I'm going to give the number and I'm going to sit back and watch the phone lines light up because Matt Kabinsky is going to be very busy today. I just know it because you love your pets. 833-288-3986. There's the number. 833-288-3986. 3986. We do want to hear these stories of pets helping, um, you know, has, has saved lives. Let's just say it. So I looked up online, I did a bunch of research on this and there, there is some scientific evidence and research and data coming in on, um, these creatures, these, uh, beautiful dogs and cats and horses and other animals that, um, the stories of, because of their, their very, sensitive, very finely tuned senses, sense of smell, you know, the way they, the way they see things, perceive things, 
they can anticipate, they can feel changes in things like weather, for instance. So dogs are capable of detecting bad weather. People, um, you know, have said this all the time that dogs will start to to bark or to run around the house or do things when when a a, thund- a storm or something is is approaching. Why is that? Because they can the change in the barometric pressure drop and the shift in in all that electric field. There's there's research behind this. There's science behind this that the dogs can pick up on that. We've heard stories from around the world that dogs have alerted their owners um, before something like an earthquake. And why is that? Because they can feel, again, there's, there's a change, there's a pressure change, and they can feel it because they are so keen with their senses. They're authentically being a dog, authentically being a, a cat, authentically being a horse, right? And you know what that tells us? That tells us that we should authentically be human beings in the sense that we develop our senses, but it's in sin that gets us kind of off the mark, right? With sin, we get a distorted vision or kind of a a distant hearing, or our senses aren't really all there. And we tend to be a little bit on autopilot and a bit robotic. That's why when we uh, witness and and we experience our dogs or cats or horses, when they do something, something like this, like it warns you of it, an illness or a cancer or, or a storm coming or an earthquake or something of that nature, we say, wow, how did they do that? That's incredible. Well, they're authentically being what God created them to be. And they don't have that, that sense of, of sin the way we enter in um, to, or the choices we make entering into sin that distorts those senses. Isn't that interesting? You see how we can tie this all in? So folks, answer the question, please. Have your pets warned you of danger? Okay, I'm going to share about my my wonderful Gracie, my Maltese uh, that died in 2021. She was incredible. And I will tell you that she definitely picked up on my dad's cancer that he had. He had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And Gracie would continuously um, lick his face uh, he, with an obsessive kind of intention. She would not stop. We could not pull her away from his face. And everybody said, oh, that's just because it's a salt or he's sweating or something of that nature. Yes, that is true. But she was picking up on something else. We noticed it. It was very obvious. And and then we found out later from from vets that, that she, um, veterinarians, that yes, indeed, dogs can pick up on cancer because uh, when you have cancer, the cells emit a different um, kind of uh, scent, if you will, or a different, you know, it has a different uh, feeling for the dogs and the dogs will pick up on that. And so it's very interesting. And there's stories and these are all anecdotal stories in the sense that, you know, people have reported, but you know, there's some limited research behind it and some science. And now people are starting to get into that more, but it is interesting that dogs have done stuff like that or in cats as well that they obsess over a certain area of the body. And then it turns out when there's a scan or a medical test, sure enough, there's cancer there. Isn't that interesting? So have your pets warned you of danger? Let's go, you guys. I need your help now. 833-288-3986. I know 
you have something to say about your pet today on Take Two. Okay, I need you to tell us about your pet today. Has your pet warned you of a danger, maybe a house fire, or if you have some medical condition, that you have a a support dog with you at all times? Have they saved your life? Have they alerted you that that a seizure was about to happen or or something was going to transpire that could cause you to um, end up very, very sick or even even to die? And your your pet uh, alerted you. Let's talk about that. Um, we, I'd love to hear from you. You don't have to be Catholic to call in, 833-288-3986. How about with cancer, too? Uh, there's, there, there is, um, it's limited research, folks, but I will tell you that it's very interesting research. Um, a lot of stories. We know when you have all these stories that come in and they seem, they have such a pattern to them, it's it's very obvious there's something happening there. And we know that from human beings, okay? When you talk to somebody that ha- that is visually impaired, what do you, what's the first thing that you um, realize about them? When they're visually impaired, normally they, their hearing is very, very strong. They can, they can pick up things that we, in our normal day-to-day activity, we, we may overlook or we may, we may pass, pass it by and think, oh, that didn't, we didn't quite hear that correctly. But they can pick up at the, the smallest of details when they are visually impaired. It's very interesting. Why? Because it, it's the use of our senses. And that's how we are um, as human beings. We are body and soul. And with our bodies here on earth, we are to use the senses that God has, has gifted us with, right? And we are to use them to the best of our ability. But let's face it, when we sin in the choices we make, it, it can distort, it can diminish the ability to use our senses wisely, and acutely and really tune in and be sensitive. It's very interesting. We, we do a lot of this with life coaching, to be honest with you. And that's why this topic, I was excited to take on this topic um, by myself today so I could I could talk about this. Plus, I wanted to brag about my, my dog, Gracie. She was amazing. And she picked up on my dad's cancer right away. Uh, right away, before we knew how bad it was, the cancer, how much it, it, it progressed, our dog, Gracie, uh, being um, a full Maltese, she knew right away. And I will tell you one other story, and this is just our own personal story, so there's no scientific evidence backing this. This is just what we experienced. By the way, the uh, the number to dial to get in on this conversation, if your dog or cat or horse or other animal um, alerted you with some kind of warning ahead of time, please dial in. We are a wonderful... A welcoming uh, platform. Matt Kabinsky will answer your call at 833-288-3986. Uh, Jeff Burson is on social media. I'm waving to you guys. You guys are awesome. So uh, keep your chats going and put your comments there. And Ace McKay, our producer, is at the controls. But um, I will just share with you that w- the the last time we brought our dog, Gracie, to see my dad before he died. Now, Gracie is a dog. She didn't know when my dad was going to die. 
we didn't know when my dad was gonna was going to die. We didn't know exactly. We had an idea because the hospice nurses were telling us that he was getting ready to leave this earth, but we didn't know when. We took Gracie, our Maltese, to visit my dad one last time. Do you know that this dog, when she said goodbye to my father, she would not take her eyes off of him. We walked out of the house with her in our arms and she stretched her neck around my shoulder and stared at my dad. And it was so obvious that she was saying goodbye for the last time. It was so obvious. Now, did my dad emit some other scent that of the cancer that it, as a dog, and she was authentically being a dog, she recognized that this scent was a scent of death, possibly. That's what a lot of veterinarians said. I We don't know, but I can tell you it was the oddest thing that I ever experienced with my dog. And, and from that point on, I realized that these creatures that were created by God to authentically be who God wanted them to be were mastering it beautifully. And we can learn from that. We can learn from God's creatures that we need to do that. That's why it's important to get clarity. And when and the only way to get clarity and to use our senses appropriately is if we if if we root out sin, if we get sin away from us. Okay, so it's very interesting. It, I find this uh, conversation fascinating. It weaves uh, nicely into life coaching. And um, I, I'm counting on you guys to give me some um, more some more stories that I could add to my story and the other stories that are coming in so that we can kind of prove this point that, you know, our dogs and cats and horses and other animals, they're authentically being what God created them to be. We need to be what God cr- has created us to be. And that's why it's important we get sin out of the way so we can best use our senses. Who agrees with me? Dial in. If you don't agree with me, still dial in. 833-288-3986. Let's go to Marilyn. And Marilyn is in Houston, Texas on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Marilyn. Please tell me, am, am I am I kind of on par with this under do i understand it well or am i just thinking my dog was something special well i i think your dog is something special i i feel like my my kitty cats are very special to me as well Mm -hmm. yes so tell us do you have a story yes in 1990 i uh had gone to bed anyhow i came home that night and i was you know my ceiling fan was was like it was like turning, and I said, "My landlord told me before, just tighten the bulb and it'll stop blinking." So I did that, and I went to sleep. And then at three o'clock in the morning, my cat—I call her Whitey Kitten Cat—but anyhow, mm-hmm. Whitey started clawing me, and clawing me, and I kept saying, "Whitey, what in the world is wrong? Leave me alone! You know, go to sleep. It's not time to eat." And I turn over, and then in front of me, but two feet from me are these flames? And I said, oh, it's my imagination. So just in case I put my finger out, I went, oh, it was not my imagination. That was fire. Anyway, uh, anyway, so she, she basically, she saved my life. I was able to, I got out the door, the fire extinguisher didn't work, and the girls downstairs, there was only two apartments up and down, and mine was upstairs. Anyway, but uh, 
if it wouldn't have been for Whitey, I would have been dead because I sleep through everything. Hurricane, tornado, I sleep through it all. I mean, I don't wake up. But she just kept clawing me and clawing me. Anyhow, Whitey, Whitey was the one that saved my life. She followed me out the door, and and I was trying to get help, but, you know, because my mm-hmm. cell phone was on the bed, and the bed was on fire, and, right, and everything. So it was at 3 o'clock in the morning, too. So it was, anyway, mm-hmm. that, that, that's what happened with my Whitey kitten cat, and I, I feel like good Lord sent her and had her wake me up, because I, I would have died of smoke inhalation. I mean, it was right. It was real bad. Okay, so Marilyn, in the research that I did uh, prior to this show, just to make sure we had the scientific, you know, understanding and the backing and whatever limited research is out there right now on this topic, um, your story is out there a lot with cats and dogs because of their understanding on how to the, their sensitivity. Um, connected to their how where how they see and smell and hear, so they're very aware of their surroundings. So when this when when the fire broke out, your cat recognized that, and and the the dogs and cats especially are known to warn their owners because of their their strong attachment to their to their owners. This is what I learned on online. It's very interesting. It doesn't surprise me with the clawing. Because it's because on the in the stories that I read, and I read probably probably about 30, 40 stories, it the clawing is a big thing. They are so they are so uh, intense with trying to get your attention. They need you to know that something is changing and it's changing fast, and they know to do that. So it sounds like your cat went really at you very, very um, aggressively so that it would alert you to wake up. And I think that is just beautiful. God, uh, God's creature, amazing. He, your cat, Whitey, was authentically being a cat. I love that. Great story. And I'm glad you're here with us to tell us this story. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made it if it wouldn't have been for her. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm certain of that. So, But anyway, I was just blessed. I was in an upstairs apartment, and it was uh, yeah, yeah. just lucky. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you. See, these are the stories that I read over. You you could actually go online if you're ever if if you're ever bored and you want some you know really fascinating information. Look up these stories. I mean, they're everywhere on the internet, and I think it's a beautiful use of time because it, it lets us appreciate God's creatures and God's creation. I love it. So let's um let's hear uh let's see where uh let's go to Greg and Greg. Oh, Greg is on. Facebook Live. I'm waving to you, Greg, Chicago, Illinois. And Greg, welcome to Take Two. Tell us your story. How are you? I am great. I'm missing my dog, though. I have to tell you, as I talk about her, I'm getting very emotional because I do miss her. You know, the unconditional love of our pets. Pretty incredible. Go ahead, Greg. Take it away. I had a dog named Moochie, and he never came in the house. And uh, he was an outside barn dog. And uh, I have PTSD from uh, when I was in Iraq. And I had an episode, and I thought that I was going into the bunkers. Mm-hmm. And I was in the bunkers. And when I when I snapped out of it, he was down. He was in the basement with me. And 
and he never came in the house. And oh. he didn't even know how to get back up the stairs. I had to carry him up the stairs, but he knew that I was having problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can't say anymore. Yeah, yeah. Greg, do you have um, support dogs right now around you? I mean, do you have that continued support? I mean, obviously, support dogs, emotional support dogs for PTSD and, and other things have are so beneficial. Do you have more dogs around you? Actually, we didn't. We didn't replace him, but we have cats. We have okay. six cats. Oh, wow. And, uh, and they they help a lot. I mean, if I pet them, I calm down a lot. So mm-hmm. that helps a lot. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. So you were obviously in the military, and you were deployed there, and you were in... You, you saw a lot. Um, so I just wanted to say, I know, you know, I don't know... It's a small way, but a big way from our hearts... Um, thank you. Thank you. You suffered a lot and you did it for us. And so thank you. Um, and, and we want to continue. I put you in the prayer book, Greg, cause I want you to always be at peace always. And that's my prayer for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for your service. See, this is why we have to appreciate all of God's creation and really understand it better and dive deeply into it in the un- and so that it, it helps us be better human beings because we're the body of Christ, right? So if you have a story like Greg's story or Marilyn's story or my story, um, please call in now and tell us if your pet has uh, had that incredible sense to warn you of, of a danger that was looming. We want to hear from it. Uh, we want to hear the story, but we want to hear from you. 833-288-3986. Okay, let's hear what Tara has to say. And Tara is near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on Sirius XM 130. Uh, do I have your name correct, Tara? Is it Tara? You do. You, you do. Yes, it is okay. Tara. Thank you. Thank you. Go Alrighty. right ahead. Um, thank you. Uh, I have a story that's a little bit of a spin on what we're talking about today. Um, It was my, I had two dogs that were asking me for help. Um, My first dog, his name was Bart. This is about 25 years ago. I always called him the love of my life doggy. He's that one special dog um, that we were really close. And I had seen blood around the house on the carpeting, and I thought it was from his paw. We live on a farm, and he gets his paw cut quite a bit, so I thought it was from from his paw, and it was happening for a couple of weeks, and um, I looked at his paw, and I didn't see anything, but I thought that's what it was, and one day he looked at me, and he looked at me with these eyes that said, something's wrong, figure it out, and um, it just so happened I had um, a a yearly appointment scheduled with the vet for that next week. So I took him in and I said to the vet, I think some, you know, something's going on with him. And he did an examination and here it came that he found out that he had cancer um, of the anal gland. So I had Bart with me for about, about six months. Mm -hmm. Um, I decided not to do chemotherapy or anything like that at the time, just try to keep him comfortable um, and then he, he passed away. Uh, shortly after, I got another dog. Um, mm-hmm. His name was Dino. I got him from the shelter. And Dino stayed with us, was, was with us for about three years. Um, and 
we were in the midst of my husband being deployed. Um, I was, I had a baby. I was, he was gone. I was by Mm -hmm. myself and my mother-in-law had come to help me and we were sitting on the couch and I looked over at Dino and he looked at me in the same way. He looked at me at those eyes that I hadn't seen since Bart. Something's wrong. Figure it out. Oh, okay. Wait a minute, Tara. You got to hold hold it right there. You hear the music. Let's let's hit that pause button when we come back. Tell us about Dino. This is this is fascinating. I am so into these stories today. Are you? Please call us 833-288-3986 and tell us about how your pet warned you of a danger. We'll be right back. Okay, you guys have a lot to say about this topic. I am loving, I could do a whole week on this about pets because I find it fascinating. I really do. And it does help us grow as human beings if we really look at it in the detail of all this with animals. So uh, before we get back to Tara in Pittsburgh, um, near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, let me just share a couple things that I forgot to do uh, on the first break because I'm loving these stories. So keep them coming. 833-288-288. 3986 about your pet warning you of danger. Okay, for over 40 years, EWTN has been praying with and for people throughout the world. Today, we want to pray for anything that weighs on your heart, such as family members, health, or finances. It's our honor to pray for you. Please take a moment now and send us your prayer request at EWTN.com slash prayer. Don't forget... uh, There's still the the plenary indulgence happening right now if you visit a cemetery and meet the uh, requirements for your diocese to receive that full indulgence uh, during this month of November for the uh, all souls in purgatory. Okay, so that plenary indulgence is very important. So take time to look that up in your diocese. I think it's, I believe it's going on till November 8th. So if you visit a cemetery and you meet the requirements of going to mass, receiving communion, um, you get that full indulgence. And that is, that's pretty, that's pretty powerful. And it's, it's very important to remember the holy souls in purgatory. Also, I wanted to do a, a, a big shout out So listen to this, because this is pretty amazing. I love this. Congratulations goes out to another longtime member of the EWTN radio family. Real Presence Radio is celebrating their 19th year with EWTN. Congratulations to Lynn DeVette and the great team at Real Presence Radio now heard on, get this, we need a drum roll, 27 stations in North and South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Congratulations, you guys, from all of your friends here at EWTN. Wow, 27 stations, 19 years. Think how many souls have been impacted and continue to be impacted by the great programs they hear on Real Presence Radio. Okay, I'm all caught up with the housekeeping side, but let's go back to Tara. Tara, thanks so much for waiting. Okay, so Bart alerted you. Now you've got Dino, second dog, same circumstances. Tell us the end of the story. Okay, so Dino looked up at me and the same look, and I said to my mother-in-law, my goodness, that's the same look that Bart had given me, and I hadn't noticed anything really going on with Dino, so I didn't pay much attention. That was Friday evening. Um, Saturday morning when I woke up, I went to go find Dino because he wasn't with me. She was sleeping with me, and I couldn't get him up. Um, He was alert, but he couldn't get up. 
So I called the vet immediately and got him to the vet, and um, they did an, an x-ray, did an exam, and here he had a mass on his spleen. <gasps> So, and so um, wow. the vet said we we have to operate um, to get the to get the mask, mm-hmm. and I said okay. So I kissed you know goodbye, and mm-hmm. then um, the vet called and said that he didn't make it through the surgery. So I locked him with mm-hmm. the same look that Bart had given me, and um, so it was just really interesting that mm-hmm. they both alerted me to them. Um, and I wonder how many things did I miss of them trying to give me other signs. But with the dogs I have now, I'm very conscious of, uh, of paying attention to, mm-hmm. to them. And mm-hmm. n- neither of them have looked at me like those two have. Yeah. Thank goodness. Okay. So Tara, a couple things I wanted to ask you. And, just, and this could be a stretch. So just follow me on this. It could be a stretch. I'm saying that up front. There's something I believe you're giving off to these dogs that is connecting them and they feel very close to you. Are you a person that is, you feel things very deeply, may I ask? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't believe there's any accident to this. And I'll tell you why I say this, because I do a lot of work in life coaching and, and similar to Greg, Greg's situation with PTSD and, and with the emotional support. These dogs will connect and and zero in, dogs and cats and other animals, horses too, will zero in on that depth of heart. So you had a connection with both these dogs, Mm -hmm. I think is pretty incredible, but I think that says a lot about you and your heart. Have you thought about it like that? Thank you so much. Yeah. I've never thought about it like that, Mm -hmm. no, no. Yeah, Not at all. I was just glad I was there for them, that I could, especially both of them were rescue dogs. Um, mm-hmm. The first one, we live in a in the rural countryside, and one of the neighbors said, "If you don't want him, I'm going to kill him." And I said, "Oh my goodness, I will take him right away." And he became, you know, the love of my life dog. And the the second dog was a rescue at the the um, yeah. humane society that yeah. people just overlooked. And he became. I worked really hard with him. He had a lot of um, issues of of trust. So I was glad there I got. You, okay. I had three years with him. Yeah. See, there you go. That's, that's what I'm talking about. See, that's it, you, the rescue aspect, you went and rescued these dogs. You recognized that they needed help. You stepped in. See, I believe this is my personal belief. I'm not representing the Catholic church right now or EWTN or anything. This is just me, Debbie Giorgiani, walking through 57 years of life and just experiencing and watching uh, other things happening. You know, Tara, I believe that all of heaven is watching, and I believe that the way God allowed these animals, these crea- these creatures that God created, um, to to affirm who who you are, I think that's a gift. I think that was God's way of saying, Tara, you're a beautiful soul. You you know how to reach out and help help um, others and animals in need. I love that. See, uh, tap into that, Tara, because I believe there's a reason that God allowed you to experience this. What do you think? Well, I, I, oh, wow, that's very moving, and, and I hope to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. I would love to have a rescue. I just don't have the, the opportunity right now, but something my husband and I are definitely thinking about doing is yeah. um, having a kennel and a doggy daycare. Okay. Um, I, fe- I felt so. it. Okay. I felt it. Okay. So here's what we need to do. I'm going to put you in the book. We're going to start praying that if it's God's will, 
you will have the resources and the people and the opportunities to make that happen because that's a ministry. That's a ministry. You're, whenever we are helping God's creatures and creation, we're helping God, we're helping the body of Christ. Everything works together and funnels up to God. So it, that's beautiful. If it's, if it's God's will, we're going we're gonna, to uh, take that on in prayer, okay? Oh, please do, because I do pray it's God's will. It's something I've always wanted to do. Okay, keep us posted. And I'm hoping the opportunity hits. I will. All right. I All will, right. definitely. Th- thank you. Oh, what a beautiful call. Thank you. I-, I felt it, folks. Did anyone else feel it? Did anyone else feel it? You know, that's another thing. We tap into our senses, and we if we use it, if we use our senses wisely, there is incredible clarity with that. So join in on this discussion. This is amazing. 833-288-3986. And we got a couple comments in for Greg's call earlier from Chicago, Illinois. They, they thought it was unbelievable, like miraculous that the, the dog, your dog from the outside found, uh, his way into the house to be with you, to comfort you. That is incredible. That's miraculous. Um, okay. So let's go to Renee. And Renee is in Houston, Texas, on our friends at Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Renee. Aren't you loving these stories? Yes, I, I am. Um, I'm so glad I had the chance to um, tell you about mine. It's not as, as, as like everybody else, but um, I had a miniature pincher for like six, almost 17 years. Um, but he passed away. But... Um, before that, he used to warn me when I had left something in the stove, and he used to go in and touch me until I went and checked that I had left something that was ready. And I used to call him the cooker and the baker because wow. even though I set up my oven, mm-hmm. you know, to, to tell me when my cake was ready, mm-hmm. well, he used to come and say to me, it's ready. And touched me, and I went. And I, when I went and checked, as he insisted on me, he checked that the cake was ready. The cake was ready even before the alarm went on. Wow! Wow! And so, yes. And then I had an experience also before my mother-in-law passed away. Um, they had brought her home, uh, you know, from hospital, and she said, "You know, she's going to go any time now." Mm-hmm. Well. The day that she, that she was gonna, the day that she passed away, the night that she passed away, the little dog who used to go, you know, and visit her, we used to call her Gigi for great grandma. So he went up there, and he made us cry out loud, uh, very strange inside her room. And then after that, when we uh, went in there, she passed away. Oh, wow. Okay, amazing. Now, Renee, I have a question for you because I just it's in, I think it's sometimes it's in the details of things that we can really learn more about God and how God works. I have a question for you. Are you by chance close to your guardian angel? Um, no, I I, I pray to him all uh, all the time. But then mm-hmm. I was a little girl, you know they. Um, my great aunt taught me how to pray to him, and mm-hmm. I always used to, uh, you know, I, I taught my children that prayer. You did, and okay, I, okay, yeah. And I always, 
you know, and I always pray for them. And I, I, I tell my brother, please watch over my children. I have grown children already. Yeah, right. Uh, Thirty five. But, but you did teach you 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 um, shared with your children about the truth of the angels with their guardian angel, correct? Yeah. Okay. See. I believe, this. Uh, here's another stretch, but I studied angels for over 10 years. I believe a lot of this has to do with also the understanding of, of the truth of the angels, the theology of the angels, and that our guardian angels are there to guard us, guide us, protect us. To, and, and, and so with our pets being authentically who, what they were created to be, it, it enables us to uh, enter deeply into the mystical side of, of the guardian angels, right? And so all of that helps us to understand better how things and um, these pure spirits are helping us, guarding us and guiding us. Psalm 91, God's protection, talks about that very clearly, that we have support. We have support. And it, I believe that, Renee. It's very interesting. I I think there could be a tie-in. I'd have to go deeper in this area, but it, this is fascinating. I just think that's amazing that your your dog was able to um, kind of be your your uh, assistant chef in the kitchen. I love that. Thank you for sharing today. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, you're incredible. Thank you, Renee. Okay, Renee just freed up a phone line if you'd like to share about your pet. Okay, real quickly, I just wanted to share this because I'm going to feel guilty. That's the way I am. Um, I went to Catholic school. I'll feel guilty. I only had two pets. I had uh, taffy, like saltwater taffy. If those of you at the Jersey Shore will know the color of a taffy, and I, our, my beagle looked like um, saltwater taffy, so I named her taffy. She lived with, uh, here on this earth for 16 years, and then Gracie was for 14 years. I only had two dogs. My mother uh, did not want to have pets in the house because she had six kids, and she said that was enough to take care of. So we, so I only had two dogs. But I will tell you that Taffy, um, she was a, a rescue dog. And I will tell you that when my first son was born, Taffy knew to spend every single night under the crib. Uh, he, uh, she would stay under the crib and just keep watch under the crib all night long as my oldest son would sleep. It was so beautiful. And she did that. Um, and she was very protective of him and it was, it was amazing. So I have to give credit to her too. So I had two great dogs. Marty says, I can't get another dog. So maybe we could pray that Marty's heart would be softened and he would let me have another dog. Cause I do want another one before I die. Okay. Let's go to Jennifer. Jennifer's in Niagara Falls, New York on the station of the cross. Hi, Jennifer. Good afternoon, Debbie. <laughs> How um, are you? I had, I'm good, thanks. I had a uh, eight-year-old Mastiff. He's 170 pounds. And he had bone cancer. So we amputated his leg and then it metastasized to his lung. Mm-hmm. And the vet said, as you'll decide when his time is right, because as more masses come, he gets more sleepy because it's, you know, less room for air. Mm-hmm. So it was getting close to Christmas and... Although he looked pretty well, we were worried about the holidays, things being closed. What if he went in distress? He could, you know, he's 170 pounds. He can still walk even on one front leg. And what if we'd have to carry him? All these thoughts. Right. And I had a cat that also the same length of time as the dog. They lived 
together, but they were certainly not friends. They didn't fight, but they lived separate lives. So the one uh, Christmas Eve, I was coming down the stairs, and I see the cat laying right with the dog. And I thought, oh, my goodness. So I thought nothing of it, and I thought that was kind of weird. So the next day, the cat was with the dog, so I started taking these pictures, and then I started to get upset, so then I chew the cat away. So the next day after Christmas, I came downstairs. The cat was laying with the dog. I took the last picture, and we went in and uh, sent him to the Rainbow Bridge. But I just thought it was strange because they he would never go near that dog. He was so big. Mm-hmm. And he would be literally curled up, so I had to take photos. And I, I never did, but I wanted to make a little collage because I had four days, I think it was, worth of pictures of this cat, you know, entwined itself in this mastiff. Wow. So it, it, it was something. Well, and what's interesting about that, see, for me, your story, uh, Jennifer, with this big, you know, Mastiff is a huge dog, right? And then the cat that was afraid of the dog while the, while the, the dog and the cat were, were around and playing and everything. But now that, that the Mastiff was getting ready to, to die, the cat knew. So that tells me, you know, just from your story, that it is true, the things that we're reading on, on, on online about a chemical change or a scent change that alerts the animal that's, that, some, that, that someone or something is about to die or something is an illness. And I think that is so incredible that God gave that ability of the senses to, to these animals so your cat, again, was being authentically a cat that God created. And I think how beautiful your cat knew to, to do exactly what it was, it was designed and created to do. And, and it recognized that your dog was ready to depart. And I, I think that is, it, it, to me, that is so beautiful that God allows that and wants that for us to witness and to experience, because I think that can help us on the journey of life. What do you say, Jennifer? I agree. It was our decision maker, because mm-hmm. I'd never seen that in the eight years they lived together. Right. So, so, so you knew it was time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But wow. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing today. I really appreciate it. These are incredible stories, folks. Um, r- before we go to Anne, let me just share Fathers Fathers Know Best, Monday through Friday morning, 4 Eastern Time on EWTN Radio. Drawing from the rich EWTN Library, we bring you great retreat teachings, lectures, and exclusive EWTN programs hosted by priests you know and trust. You'll hear from Father Larry Richard, Father John Ricardo, Father Benedict Rochelle, and so many more. I love Fathers Know Best right on EWTN Radio. Okay, Anne is up next in in Atlanta, Georgia, on our friends at The Quest. Anne, take it away. Hi, how are you? I'm great, Anne. Is this another cat story? I bet it is, huh? It is. It is a cat story. In uh, the year 2004, my husband was deployed in uh, Iraq, and I worked as a uh, nurse, night shift, and I came home, and instead of going to my bed, I just kind of flopped on the couch, fell asleep, and I had a just one awesome cat named Duncan, and Duncan jumped on top of my chest, and he kept pawing and 
pawing my chest, particularly my right breast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm trying to sleep. I was working all night. Just leave me alone. And he wouldn't stop. Two days later, I noticed a discharge from that right breast. And I went into the doctor who sent me to the breast care specialist. Mm-hmm. And I had a tumor. And oh. I had a mother who had died from breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking, is it, you know, the whole connection? Because my mother, you know, up there, the cat. And everything. Um, he was incredible. Just an incredible kid. How yeah. are you doing today, Ann? I'm fine. No, I'm Good. great. Good. I'm Good. Absolutely, absolutely fine. Okay, and, so... Um, Go ahead. Oh, oh well, um, he, no, he's, he, he was a wonderful cat. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that was back in 2004. He's, he's gone since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was great. But on, on another count, a few years later... My father was dying from cancer, mm-hmm. and he was living at my, he had moved in with my brother and sister-in-law, and they live in a different state, and I went to help. They moved him into their house. We got hospice, and um, I get there, my brother's house, and my a cat, Marilla had two cats, mm-hmm. Pumpkin, who was a big, fat cat that laid out in the middle of the everywhere. Everybody knew him. And Daisy, who I never saw, she hid under the bed in their bedroom all the time. I get there, and Daisy is sleeping on the bed with my dad and never left his side for three months till he passed away. Wow. Wow. She never saw her. (laughs) She just, she just got on that bed with my dad and never left his side. So, okay. Um, she knew. Okay, so I don't know if you've ever done this, but I would encourage you to do this if you get if you have some time. Look on the internet for stories of cats that have have stayed with people or alerted people of cancer, and you're gonna get ready for this and of breast cancer. So uh, it when I was doing the research for this program, I, I was blown away at how cats will pick up on breast cancer. So it, it, it has to be, there has to be some chemical change or a scent change or something that alerts those animals to be able to pick up on it. And it, 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 it distresses them to the point where they are pawing and they want you to take notice that something is not right. So I think that I think your cat um, responded beautifully as a cat should and picked up on it. And thank God your cat did because um, it was pretty incredible. It turned out good for you. So I'm so happy for you. But if you look at the if you read those stories, you'll be blown away. You'll see your story um, thousands of times. That's awesome. Well, thanks for letting me share that because I share that with a lot of people and they're like, what? Yes. Yeah, he, yeah, it's incredible that cats can can do this, particularly yeah. cats. Yeah, so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and, a, and, and he's awesome. Well, thank you, Anne. Thank you so very much. Enjoy uh, your week. We, I appreciate so so very much you weighing in on this. Carol in North Dakota on Real Presence Radio. Carol's up next. Hi, Carol. Hi. Go right ahead. I wanted to squeeze you in. Okay. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little story about my mother when she was on her last day, she was dying from pancreatitis. She was in hospice and we were at the hospital and we are a family of nine children and we would take turns staying with her because no one wanted to leave her alone. And I have a sister-in-law that had this 
cute little Lucy dog. I don't even know what time she was. It wasn't much. But anyway, so it was my sister-in-law's and mine. Lucy's turn to sit with my mom. And my sister-in-law was sitting beside the bed, besides my mom. And my mom's breasts were very shallow, very far apart. So we knew it probably wouldn't be real long. And as we were sitting there, just not even saying anything, Lucy jumps from my sister-in-law's lap to my mom's chest. And my sister-in-law was appalled. She's like, Lucy, come back here. And so she picked her up and took her back, set her in her lap, and then my mom, a few more breaths, and she was gone. <gasps> yes. So Lucy knew. Lucy knew. To death, my mom wow. was. And I've told wow. this to many people. It's just like, my gosh, her mm-hmm. little Lucy mutt <laughs> was aware as to when my mom's last breaths were going to be. Because other than that, she'd been in the room other times and just very patient, you know, not doing anything. But this was, she knew. Wow, wow. When was this? What year was this, Carol? Um, 2006. 2006. Your mom's first name, Do you, can you give it to us? Yes, Agnes. Agnes. Oh, I love that name. Um, wow. So Lucy, pretty incredible. Amazing, amazing story. Uh, you know, I, I just, doesn't it make you just say to God and look up to the heavens and say, thank you, God. Thank you for giving us all of these creatures that can authentically be what you wanted them to be. And they are living it out. And it does encourage us to rise up and be the best we can be. I just, I, that's what I feel from this show. What do you think, Carol? I think so, too. It, they give us a lot of courage to go on in days when we don't know that we really want to go on. Exactly. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. And they just Amen. look at us and say, come on, do it, you know? Right. And they're in the present moment, and they have that unconditional love. Uh, uh, Amazing. Thank you, Carol. You hear the music. Patty um, from Tennessee and Judy from Michigan and Sharon from Florida and the others. I'm not going to get to you today, but okay, because we're going to have to do this show again because Jerry's going to want to brag about his good boy, Duke. Okay, so we will definitely revisit this topic. What an amazing program to start off the week. This is actually my anniversary week. Um, Marty and I will be married tomorrow 14 years, I believe. Yep, 14. And then my birthday is this week as well. So this is a big week for me in the Giorgiani household. So join us tomorrow with whom or what are you praying for? That's tomorrow's show. Jerry will be back. Until then. Have a beautiful and blessed day. We ask St. Joseph, please pray for us.